Good morning, friends and family. Thank you for joining me. Today, I want to talk about what's new. Amen. <laughs> and in saying that, I, I don't want to just ask a question to pass the time with, with some small talk with you. I mean, what are you dealing with? What are you dealing with that's terrifyingly new to you? Are you starting a new job? Are you starting a new school? Are you moving to a new city? Or, you know, are you starting a new career? What is new to you? Are you at a a new stage of life as, as a first-time, say, a first-time mom or a first-time dad? Uh, maybe you are had just become a widow and you're, you're crying in an old bed that suddenly seems way too big for you and your heart is broken. You know what? News is scary. It's uncertain, faith-testing, anxiety-inducing, but that's why we can love Joshua chapter 1 because these, and I've been talking about this a lot, courage and boldness, uh, not boldness, courage and bravery. These words were written when God's uh, people were about to enter a new land in Canaan under the leadership of a new man, Joshua. And as the people looked across the Jordan River to to the towering walls of Jericho, you can just imagine the, quote, news that shook their hearts. No wonder God repeated himself, I will be with you, he promised Joshua. I will never leave you nor forsake you. One paragraph after another, God promised, the Lord your God will be with you. Verse 9, before the end of the chapter, then we read it again, the Lord your God will be with you. Verse 17. So the repetition is God's reminder that what we need when things are new is something old, right? Rather, someone old, like ancient, eternal, trustworthy, reliable, the God who in olden times made plans to be in total control of what seems so new to us. So when you're news quote end quote shakes you run to God who is eternal be thankfully so that you don't have to run far he is with you always and you know as I said he gives us that promise over and over again then being a Christian is is dangerous ask the grandmother who stands up for the first time to the gospel, or excuse me, to the gossips in her circle of church-going friends, or or to the Caucasian kid who posts pictures of his black and Mexican roommates, knowing, knowing what his, uh, his parents, I would say bigoted parents, will mutter under their breath, or the successful woman who, who bucks the culture cultural trend to keep her faith to herself and brings up Jesus with her Buddhist neighbor. Or how about the pastor who dares to preach the uncomfortable things that Jesus said? You know, give that historians believe Matthew, Thomas, James, Philip, Peter, Andrew, Bartholomew, James, Simon, and Thaddeus were all murdered for following Jesus 
Remember Judas betrayed and John survived being boiled in oil, which makes all 12 apostles. We should probably expect a bit of danger if we follow the, the sandal tracks of our Savior. Amen. Let me say that again because it's true. We should probably expect a bit of danger if we follow the same sandal tracks as our Savior did. So in those moments when fear threatens to change our minds and make us play it safe, we need the words Joshua heard as he ventured into the promised land. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Joshua 1. God encouraged him not once, not twice, but three times in one single chapter. Be strong and courageous. The danger Joshua faced was as real as yours. But you know what? You and Joshua share the same course of strength. God, you, you, he, Joshua had God, you have God. The Father will be with you. Jesus will forgive your sins and compel you to take the risk. The Spirit will give you wisdom in your time of need. So don't give in to fear. Do that which God is calling you to do. Be strong and courageous because God is definitely with you as he's told us over and over again. I wonder how Joshua felt the the book named after him begins after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord. The, The Lord said to Joshua, after over 40 years of being Joshua's mentor, Moses was dead. And after spending decades in the wilderness following Moses, God's people were about to follow Joshua into the promised land. So what did Joshua do? He looked back. He looked back at God's saving love during the Exodus. He looked back at God's promises, which you can do too. You got plenty of them in your life. I have plenty of them in my life. He looked back at God's promises as as God kept them in the wilderness. Joshua couldn't look back, or excuse me, couldn't look ahead to the future. But he could look back to the past and what God had already done. The things that God had already brought him through. And maybe that's what you need to do too. Look back. Fix your eyes on Jesus. See his love and power at the cross. Hear his triumphant cry that your sin is finished. Let his departing words echo in your ears. Surely I will be with you always. Excuse me, guys, this brings tears to my eyes. Because when life is is different, our hearts need the one who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And once you look back, you'll need to look forward to the different days that you are facing ahead. Well, that's what Joshua did. When the people of Israel got ready to enter the promised land, 
They swore, just as we fully, quote, quote, I'm quoting this, Joshua 1.17, just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will fully obey you. I imagine that Joshua just probably chuckled at that line because he was there when the Israelites shook their fist at Moses and picked up the rock to stone him in Exodus and Numbers. Exodus and Numbers should be called the book of grumbling, parts one and two. But when the people failed him, Joshua did not bail on his calling. When the people failed him. You know, a lot of times people fail us. But we have to be we have to be faithful to God. Joshua didn't bail out on his calling. He stuck around. He learned to the uh, the secret of persevering or perseverance and maybe he he knew his own failures well enough to expect a few of of theirs too you know it, it's no no doubt very possible someone will fail you this week you know, you're, maybe they'll share your secret or def, just uh, fail you in some way. The promise broken or a vow they made to you uh, not kept. And or I can't even think of different things. And a neighborly neighbor, maybe. And when that happens... You know what you need to do is just take a deep breath and remember your own failures and ask God to help you because he's the one. He's the one who never fails. Never, ever fails. The Bible talks a lot about meditation, but it's not about clearing your mind. It's about laser focusing your mind on the word of God. So as God said, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, Joshua 1 and 8. So in Hebrew, the word meditate means to enjoy something so thoroughly that your body emits a sound like a dog instinctively growling as as he enjoys a bone, amen, that somebody might touch. That's God's goal, that we would not just check the Bible reading box, but instead save the promises like a gourmet feast in our heart. Eat the scroll. Eat the roll. Eat the scroll, as the Bible says. I'm going to go ahead and close with this. As, As someone who can't even touch my toes. I can't assume the lotus position. Say like my sister-in-law, she does different types of meditations and and I'm I'm not in agree with it to tell you the truth, but thankfully I can meditate on the gospel all day long. I might not be able to touch my toes. I might not be able to uh, even think of getting in positions like she does. 
But thankfully, I can meditate on the gospel all day long.